Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do lives on. We're gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to another edition of the Music Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer, and I tell you what, it's been a long time. It's been years. It's been a minute since I've had a co-host in studio with me to help me do this show. But all of a sudden, back from the dead, Noah Groniger is in here with me. Of course, my partner on a million other shows. But I was uh, doing it with, with, you know, I had a little bit different gig going. We had Paul Agana in here doing shows with me. And it's just great to have you in here for this particular one because it means a lot to both you and I. So it's why it not? Does. You just called in the reliever. It wasn't quite working out. So here I am to save the day. Here's Noah. And we're off with Robert Tepper, No Easy Way Out, Rocky Four, such an iconic film. Maybe the most iconic scene, that video with him singing No Easy Way Out, Stallone gets in the car, does the stick shift, and off we go. Absolutely. And of course, to follow that up with uh, Cobra and Angel of the City, uh, Robert doing those two big movies really helped his career along and get him out into the spotlight. He's still performing to this day. He just did a show a couple months ago at the Whiskey in Hollywood, my favorite rock club in the world. I was just there. I was just at the Whiskey. I was just at the Rainbow uh, probably about two months after he did that show. And he's going to be playing a show in Fort Smith, Arkansas on September 28th at the Blue Lion. So More our out. neck of the woods here. So. Yeah, getting closer yeah. to us. So robertteperworld.com. He's got a website. He's got a new album coming out. We're going to talk to him about that. Going to talk to him about um, his album New Life Story that came out in 2012 and sort of where this works in with that. This one is um, going to be kind of a follow-up to that. And he's still writing. He's still doing it. At 67 years old, Robert Tepper is still out there doing what he loves to do. And you can just tell he's such an impassioned performer. He's, he just has a passion for it. And you, you see that um, in, in, in a lot of these YouTube videos from his shows at the Whiskey. Yeah, he leaves everything the on the stage. He's just sweating up there. He's breathing hard after. You're not spending your money wondering if you're going to get what's worth it, but he leaves everything on the stage, everything in the performance, you're getting your money's worth. And, and just a funny, personable guy, guy yeah. from Bayonne, New Jersey. That, By the way, I can't wait to bring this up to him. Of course, he has a connection to the Rocky franchise, maybe more than he knows, because he's from Bayonne, New Jersey, as is Chuck Wepner. The, the Bayonne Bleeder. The Bayonne Bleeder, the real Rocky, the subject of the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about uh, you know how Chuck Wepner wound up suing Stallone, that his fight against Muhammad Ali in 1975 was the inspiration for the Rocky movie. So Chuck Wepner, who who we've had on the show. Yes, who yeah. we've had on our, our sports our show. Sports show. Yeah. Yes, at all. We're crossing boundaries here, knowing that's what we're <laughs> doing here, you and I doing this. It's great to have you in here doing this with me, man. I've, uh, I've been going it alone now for the last several months. And, um, yeah, you know, we can't have that. So I had to step in and glad you did. Uh, I knew Robert Tepper from uh, my middle school days here in uh, No Easy Way Out with uh, Rocky Four, which, Angel of the City, and Cobra. And you told me at that point, I remember, oh boy, I'll never forget go. it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Because we're just like soundtrack geeks. Like we go back way back to all the 80s movies. We were huge fans of Stallone and Bloodsport and Van Damme. And these movies just had this like really cheesy kind of 80s, this 80s sound. Well, yeah. No Easy Way Out was my favorite song for a long time. And I remember you saying, 
I actually know two Robert Tepper songs. I only know two, but I like both of them. I love both of them. And the other is Angel in the City. Of Unfortunately, course. we're selling out my middle school self right now. I only know knew two Robert Tepper songs. Well, we weren't as adept to you know the the intricate world of rock and roll at that time. We had That's immersed true. ourselves yeah. in the you know in, in South Park albums. was out. Wrestling was at a boom. We just didn't have enough time to spread around and all these different <laughs> facets and really delve into rock and roll. Absolutely the case. And I'll tell you what, it is our pleasure to go ahead and bring on to the Music Mania podcast our guest this week. It is Mr. Robert Tepper. Robert, how's it going, man? Appreciate you having me. <laughs> well, it is our pleasure. Trust me. This is a funny story here. When we were in middle school, Noah and I, you know, we've been friends a long time doing doing this right. podcast. I remember Noah telling me, I only know two Robert Tepper songs, but I like both of them. This was 20 years ago. Wow. And, what were they? Well... <laughs> I, I, no easy way out. No, and, and Unforgiven, of course. Okay. <laughs> no, we were, but we were big Stallone fans. Of course we knew Cobra. Of course we knew, but the, the, it's funny because, uh, you know, and I've seen these clips of you doing these shows. You, uh, I think you just were at the whiskey a couple months ago and you got to, yes, I did. That's one of my yes, favorite I venues, man. I was just in LA not long ago and, uh, got to catch LA guns and faster pussycat at the, at the whiskey. I love that venue. That is hilarious. And I know, That's well, so it is, funny. it is funny, but I, and, and you live out there now, so you just must be enjoying the life out there, man. Yeah. I've been here for, I've been here for a while. I came out here. I don't know, late nineties. So I've been here now. It's 2017. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a New Yorker and Jersey guy at heart, but I still, you know, LA is, you know, it's, it's, it's where I live. I'm bringing my kids up here. My life is here. My studio's here. My songs are here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. That, that's wonderful. Know? And it's funny because of course you're from Bayonne, New Jersey. You have a, a connection to the Rocky series that you may not even know about because uh, the the inspiration for Rocky, Chuck Wepner, is actually uh, from Bayonne, New Jersey as well. The Bayonne Bleeder, Chuck Wepner. Absolutely. But dig this. So when I'm a kid, I'm really into playing basketball, right? And I had a friend named Abraham King. And Abraham and I used to go and play play at the PAL like every day. So we to, to, to get into the gym, right, you had to pass the boxing ring. Like, you, didn't, you know, the doors were open and you would see Wepner in there all yeah. the time. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. That's funny. We kind of debated. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not sure that he'll know who Chuck Wepner even is. Should we bring it up? I was like, I'm glad, glad we did now because that's a good, that's a great connection. He wound up suing Absolutely. Stallone later. So, you know. Yeah, yeah he was in there. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Bay on Not many people, not many people get out of that two and a half miles. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you're, you're, you're definitely, like you said, quite a ways from there and you're going to be quite a ways from home coming up here. I think in just a couple weeks, you got a show coming up here at Fort Smith, Arkansas at the Blue yes. Lion, tell us about that, man. Well, um, I have a real, a really good uh, proponent of my talents there. His name is Chris Cameron, and he he was when he was eighteen, nineteen, he won this this blues contest, like best young blues artist coming up. And he is he's kind of based out of that part of the country. And he calls up my manager and hooks up. He says, "Can we get Robert? He has this club out here." Out, out there in, in, in Arkansas, right? And it's like, it seats, I don't know, a couple hundred, I don't know, maybe a hundred, 120 people, maybe a little less, okay? And they, so he says, come to my club. And then they got Stanley Jordan's played there, a couple of American Idol people. He gets, he gets like a very kind of cool thing. So Chris and I have hit it off and he just brings me out there whenever he possibly can. So we're going to be doing one show, uh, at the, at a high school there. Right, and and then the next night we're at the at that little amphitheater for the seats about three hundred. We're going to be doing like acoustic electric show, 
And I'm very excited. That's like in the 28th of September. I will be in in Fort Henry. Is it Fort Smith? Fort Smith. It's Fort Smith. Yep, we're here in, uh, in, in the, we're here in the state of Missouri, so we're not too far from you. You got to get up here to to Kansas City one of these days, come man. On, put it together, man. I'll come. I'll come and play. You know? <laughs> put it together. I'll, I'll get. There. I got a band that can play right in Arkansas. Well, we, we can get over there. We just need you in the band to play No Easy Way Out as Noah and I enter our places of work each day. If we could do that, <laughs> we'd be we'd be on top of the world, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was on a label. I was on Scotty Brothers, right? And they were part of CBS, right? And they were distributed by them. But they weren't real generous with the tour support. If you think about it, I mean, Weird Al was the only one who kind of went out and, and, and toured a lot. Survivor did, but you know, it was, it, it was, it was hard getting money for them to tour. So any chance I get, like I've been to Spain, I've been to England, that's, I'm just about to throw out, a, you know, I'm throwing out a new record called Staggered, you know, and, um, so I'm doing it one single at a time because I'm trying to drag it, you know, drag it out, man, get the most out of it. So, because, uh, when I when I did um, New Life Story, I mean, it got me to England, it got me to Spain, it got me, you know, to, to a lot of gigs, you know, and uh, so it, it's kind of cool. I, I just keep going, you know, and, uh, and and see what happens, you know, see what happens. But uh, the touring's fun for me. I enjoy it. Well, absolutely. I don't get to do a ton of it. You know, well, uh, you talked about um, New Life Story that came out in 2012, and it was kind of a departure yes. for you. It was more of a, kind of a singer-songwriter, kind of more acoustic-type stuff. What is the, the new one going to be kind of in comparison to that? Yes, I mean, uh, look, you know, as you get older, you know, it's uh, the 80s thing is is really fun, you know, and, and I consider all the time, like, writing in that style and maybe releasing another record which i know would be welcome they get even i get texts all the time i get message, <laughs> messages on facebook when are you gonna start you know but yeah i'm a songwriter you know we write songs and those songs you know and you know it's this next record is more you know singer songwriter there are some little you know harder edge songs on there but not that harder edge you know it's still pretty acoustically driven, and uh, it's a collection of 12, I think it's going to be 12, 13, I think at 12 I'm going to stop with Staggered, you know, and, uh, but I write all the time, you know, I'm still pretty prolific, and, you know, and what's so great about the way things are is you have a platform now, and, you know, some people, will I do an 80s, I'm, I'm thinking of doing an, an a. I'm going to call it A-T's, right? T-E-E-Z-E, you know, yes. type song, you know, to, uh, to keep, to appease my heart or my, uh, my 80 brethren, you know, who, who were very loyal for the time period, you know. But, uh, you know, I mean, we grow, we grow, you get older, you want to do different types of music, you know, and um, that's what, that's what I've been doing, you know. We'll definitely be uh, looking forward to that album and the 80 T's uh, on that on that album. But uh, now, no easy way out. It had the immense vehicle of the Rocky franchise behind it. Uh, but do you Absolutely. personally feel that uh, that's your best song, or do you have others you feel more strongly about that just didn't get the same kind of play? Well, here's the thing, guys. It's um, there's there's something that happens. You write a song, right? You write a song like No Easy Way Out, and uh, you know, my friend Guy Marshall helped arrange that song and, uh, you know, and Joe Ciccarelli produced that song. And, you know, I, I wind up having Dan Huff on guitar on that song and, 
and and you know who's like one of the biggest producers in Nashville now, and it's it's like after it's created, you know, Sly walks into a room, hitches it onto a movie, and it becomes this part of you know a part of you know, you know a culture. It, it becomes like a culture. You know, the Rocky movies are a way, are a way of life for a lot of people. They love them, and I love them too. I mean, it's great, and and that stuff you can't predict. So, is it my best song? I don't know if it's my best song. I know it's the song that has touched the most amount of people. But I'm also part of a, you know, of a uh, a song called "Into the Night," which was which was also you know written by me and Benny, and you know that song has touched a lot of people. So, so it's it's interesting you don't know what's going to translate to to a group of people you know and and those songs you know is into the night a fantastic song yeah i mean it touched a lot of people so it's almost like you look at it and go wow you know it's great how that song communicates great how the easy way out communicates it seemed and i gotta tell you i wasn't even aware of how popular it was until i started getting a twitter account and a facebook account (laughs) and people started telling me because you know, I just didn't have a sense, and I'm, you know, I wasn't that aggressive about it. And I started to see that, wow, I mean, you could go on Twitter at any one time, and there's 10, 15, 20 people at all times, like, talking about this song, you know. So that's interesting to well, me, you know, that, that's interesting. It is interesting. And, and the album reached number two on the on the Billboard charts, which is uh, the, the soundtrack, which is unbelievable. And but yeah. But you had already written the song that you didn't write this for Rocky four, but talk, talk about, um, for your understanding is, and what I had heard is that Stallone kind of wanted a different type of song for that, for that montage in the movie, but he, but he heard that and he was able to kind of put the lyrics and, and just kind of in his mind laid out what he thought it was and, and amazing how stuff like that works, like you said. And then all of a sudden yeah. there it is, it's a movie and it's, it's in there and it's part of the American lexicon forever. And it's just unbelievable how that yeah. stuff works. Right. It, it's, it's so bizarre. And, it, and you know what's so cool about, that time period why I think people are so glued, you know, glued to it. That sounds kind of negative, but so <laughs> people are so enamored by that is because you got to remember there wasn't that long before MTV. MTV had just come on the scene like a couple of years before, you know, I don't know what the exact year is, but I would say it's probably late seventies, early eighties. I think it was MTV 82, I think. Shows up, yeah. You know, and, and people, so, you know, like all, all things that are successful, as soon as movie people saw that MTV was was uh, was successful and people were a great way to market, I mean, Stallone, pretty much, I mean, I laugh because even the fade of the song is in the movie, okay? It's like, <laughs> it, it's like he used the whole entire song from beginning to end, and what he basically did was he did a video. I mean, he did a video. I mean, I also did a video... But he did a video of that song, and 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 that was a great tool. Like today, I I really have a hard time. Like, what's what movies really, really are song driven like that, or, or or that you could identify? I mean, it was me, John Parr. You know, you had you had a whole bunch of people who were getting those videos, who were getting those songs in 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 in, in uh, movies that really. You know, just boosted it. it. It changed the experience in your eyes by, you know, uh, you know, what was that movie? Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Risky Business, you know, Old Time Rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bob Seger. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what people just, 
that worked. And why it doesn't work as well now, I have no idea. Unless people are just not thinking that way. But it's it's like you can't even think of those movies without thinking of the song. If you remove the song, it's like the movies, it's not the same movie. Uh, you know, Flash, uh, not Flash Dance, although there were a couple of songs, but, you know, what was the Kevin Bacon? Footloose. You know, Footloose. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, these these were like, you know, it did, and I was lucky to be a part of that, you know, and, and um, of, of that whole renaissance of like video music, artists, you know, and, uh, you know, cause the video did really well too. I mean, I had a top 10 video on MTV. I was a guest DJ, you know, I did something with, I was hanging out with Ozzy and doing all this stuff. It was kind of cool, you know? Well, you mentioned that music video, so let's go ahead and talk about it. But wait, no, I'm not talking about the official video. Uh, you were doing an interview in Germany with a nice young lady named Stephanie. Uh, yes. You kind of broke into a live uh, show slash music video. It looked like an old attic. You might have bumped your head into a chandelier. Can, can you just talk oh, yes. about that uh, whole scene? It was interesting and, as always with you, entertaining. Well, I appreciate that because <laughs> what was so funny about that is you got off the plane and, um, you know, uh, they put you right to work, okay? I, I would have, like, five photo shoots a day, and all of a sudden, I, I was driven to this location. I got out of the car, I walked in, they said, look, uh, we've already plotted out this whole video, but we need you, let us just walk you through what we're going to do. And it's exactly what you saw. You were, like, in somebody's funky, like, attic, attic that uh, maybe somebody who used to be into Mozart... <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> had left all his shit on the floor, <laughs> and, uh, and and so there we were. We did this thing, and I swear, I think maybe two or three takes from beginning to end, and it was done, and it was on to the next photo shoot. And it's so funny because so much of that stuff that I did over in Europe at that time, I've never really seen. You know, somebody sent me like this one magazine of shots of me, man, like uh, Robert Tepper, Elton John. I'm like. What? <laughs> you know, I've never even seen this stuff. This is like from another time period. But yes, that was that was quite. It was it was arranged and done. And this whole show was like they came up with the concept. You walked into a room, you sang it, and they got you out, and you were done. Next, you know what I mean? It was amazing. It was pretty funny. So uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen that video in ages. I don't even remember who that girl was. But you know, <laughs> she seemed to like you. If it means she anything. Like me. <laughs> I, I kind of remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, no easy way out. That was in Rocky in 1985. Then in 1986, right. Stallone comes out with another film, Cobra, which you also had yes. a song in, Angel of the City. Uh, how did that yes. come about, just doing another song and another Stallone film? Well, St Stallone obviously really liked me. And uh, I used to drink up at this bar called Columbus up on, up on the, in the 80s, like, like 79th Street and Columbus Avenue. And, uh, you know, I would see him and I would see Frank from time to time. But, but I think what happened was Stallone was really happy with Rocky IV. You know, I mean, he I remember he, he came down to the studio. He wanted me to do another song in there. You know, he was so happy with it. He was messing with this other song, which wound up being on the cutting room floor. But I remember doing a vocal of sorts to this song. I, I, I hadn't written that one. This was something somebody else had written. And so he he was kind of a fan of mine, you know, and he kept, you know, uh, when, when they had the opening of Rocky IV, I mean, I'm sitting there at this table with uh, Rob Lowe and I'm sitting with, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, Nielsen and and uh, the big karate, you know, and the, you know, uh, and Dolph and and Stallone and Tony Curtis, and he he kind of embraced me, you know, and you know, he's a movie star, so embrace. I'm not hanging out having post toasties with him every morning, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? It was like you knew he liked what I did, you know, and. Everybody wants to be a rock star. I don't care how big a movie star you are. You know, they all want to be rock stars. And uh, so I was on my way, and he was really pleased with that. So he said, man, let me just double down with this kid. But it's funny. Cobra kind of lives on kind of like a culty, really weird, not a great movie, but it's so brutally violent. And uh, people seem to like it, you know. So uh, it's uh, so Angel of the City, I think, was his attempt to... Uh, to do it again but you know he was working with Bridget you know with his ex-wife and you know was it as good a movie as Rocky IV absolutely not and I think you could attest to that I mean I don't think he would think so either but it did get culty and it did have some cool stuff about it and it was extremely violent and you know and uh to be part of a Stallone movie, it was it was awesome. Two Stallone movies. I mean, that, not many people could say that. Yeah, and, and we love them both for different reasons. Maybe just you and Frank Stallone can say that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Right, that's right. And Frank, let me tell you, I can tell you a funny story. Because my friend Mike Bishop is an amazing guitar player. He's a guitar player from L.A. And a really great player. And uh, he does some stuff in production with uh, reality shows. And one day he called me up, he said, I'm coming over, can we borrow your studio? And I said, yeah, why not, you know? Uh, so I had my, I have a little project studio behind my house. And I walk in, you know, Mike's there, I said, why don't you just go back there and set up, I'll be back in about an hour. And I come back, and who's in there but Frank Stallone, okay? And it's, it's some reality show with Frank Stallone in it, right? And so Frank's telling me about the new movie, this was before he came out with that, like, anthology one where... He owned that. He owned the restaurant. I, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole. But anyway, I asked Frank, "Sir, are you can have any music." He goes, "Probably." Not. <laughs> his own brother could get his, his song. Well, he liked you. He so, liked. He, you know, that's hilarious. He liked you, Frank Stallone, and of course Survivor. I guess we forget about Survivor. They were they were in two yeah. Stallone movies. <laughs> they were kind yeah, of I mean, kind of a big deal. Survivor made a career of, out of his movies. You know, I mean, uh, but all that stuff again goes back to the MTV vibe, and I'm sure. telling you, I really believe that that's why we we had any play at all. You know, otherwise it would have been in the movie gone. Boom. You know, done. But it was also all hooked together, which was really great for all of us. It, it know, is. Really and, cool. and, but one thing that stands out to me about you, and um, going back to an interview you uh, did that we found in the 80s, one thing about you that just... You can just tell you're you're such a passionate performer. It really means like a lot to you. You can just tell by I mean by your movements, the way you're just sweating profusely all over people. I mean, you just you just it, you exude that like New Jersey like working man's rock singer. Like you have that, and I think that um, going back to an interview, you said uh, that you saw David Bowie one time, and that it kind of meant it stood out to you that he he wasn't sweating, didn't seem to be sweating on stage. This is Madison Square Garden, and it's almost like you're the antithesis of that because you. They're this really impassioned performer, and I think that that's, that's something that really stands out about you. Well, I thank you so much. I'm glad because you know that's the only thing that that kind of differentiates me. In, in, is that you know you get this you get this opportunity to go out there and sing in front of people, you know. And um, for me, it's always been a kind of yeah, an emotional experience for me because the songs come from an emotional place. And for me, if I'm not 
you know, the one thing I promised about it, Staggered, the new record, these are all songs that mean a lot to me personally, okay? Uh, and and that's how we learned to do it, even in the bars coming up, you know? I guess, you know, I, I tell that great story. I, I saw this this kid playing. I was playing in Belmar, New Jersey. I'm like 17, 18 years old, and I'm sitting on this wall on a beach, and they said, this kid's going to go on. you got to see him. And it was Bruce, you know? And it was like one of his bands. And I'm, it's like, you know, Southside Johnny and all that. And like, I remember like my whole thing. It, it like, if, if the music wasn't transporting you to a different place, not, not that there was, there was just nothing. I'm not saying you nailed it all the time and that you were great all the time, but you put your heart in, into what, whatever it was you were doing because you felt like it was a place that you went that you didn't get to go unless, unless, you know, you, you presented it that way. Otherwise, why even do it? You know what I mean? Why even today at, at 67 fucking years old, <laughs> I can go out, I can go out there and I really get, give it what I got, you know? And you know, it, that I can do that. I'm able to do, you know, and that's the only way I know how to do it. You know, I can't do it any other way. So, uh, you know, thank you. I appreciate that you, that you noticed that, you know, well, forget us noticing it. You were on American Bandstand, and the great Dick Clark noticed it. He asked you if you always worked that hard, gave you some time to cool down, catch your breath, went around, asked your band members all their names, and then came back to you, and you were ready to do the interview. That's right. That's right. That's right. He said, why don't you catch your breath? I'll be right back. That was so funny. As I went back to my limousine and drank myself into a Oh, funny times, man. Funny that, times. That's that is amazing, oh, Robert. I tell you what, uh, and fans, you can head over to uh, robertepperworld.com. That's where you can get all the all the info, all the uh, about the, the dates, the the new album, the, the biography. It's all there. All the social medias, all in one that place. Robertepperworld.com. Background music of No Easy Way Out playing you into those websites. That's true. That's right. That's right. And if you can look in, looking for the love, it's a song written by me and Benny Mardonis. It's on it's on iTunes. And uh, you could you could look it up. It's the new single, and it is a mellow song. But it's uh, I think Benny and I really maybe one of the best songs we've written in a while. Well. And uh, and um, you know we wrote it maybe two years ago, and I did it at shows. It was one of those songs you talk about the passion, and you know you, the song, and people would be come up coming up to me. And singing the lyric to me, and I, the song's not even out. How did they know the lyric? That's you know? amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's that's the magic, you know what I mean? That's the that's the stuff that you can't predict. So, it's the first single because I just wanted to get it out there. I wanted to, I wanted to do it, and it's it's not a rocker. It's acoustic guitar, piano, a couple of string parts, a couple of harmony parts, really simple. But it's a beautiful song, and um, you know, uh, it's been out for about three weeks, two three weeks, and uh, I'd love everybody to go over there and check it out on iTunes iTunes. Absolutely, that's because that's where we do it nowadays. Now I want to stay in touch with your your publicist, with Tammy. Maybe she can get us the album when it's done, or if she wants our credit card number, we'll be glad to give it to her. But I just I want to. <laughs> no, that would be great. What if you guys, if you guys played that, that would absolutely oh. be great. And I also um, coming. I did an acoustic version finally of No Easy Way Out, which I'm going to be putting on this record also. Awesome. So, yes, because I, I heard I might enjoy. That's right. That. Because I've seen a live version of it um, from the Whiskey, yes. I, I believe. You did a version yeah, of that no, the Whiskey. There's, there's a really decent one with the band from the Whiskey. And I was playing at Genghis Khan, which is a Chinese restaurant here where a lot of people play. And I was doing like, 
I, I don't know if you know Freebo at all. He's a guy I've, I've produced and co-written with. He was yeah, a yeah. Tony Rates bass player for years back in the day, like eight, nine years ago. So, um, yeah, not to go on and on, but yes, that, that is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to release an official version of that, you know, acoustic version of that song. So, you free um, Lo Main at that, uh, playing at the Chinese restaurant, Free Lo Main. Or was this in Koreatown? Because that's where I always get stuck staying when I'm in L.A. is I'm always somehow wind up in Koreatown. How cool. How cool. I'm it telling is. you, downtown, Koreatown, everything, you wouldn't believe what's going on here with that. Because, you know, I have, I have kids who are teenagers and in their 20s. And where are you going? Going downtown, Koreatown, going downtown. Going, you know, it's all happening down there. Now, well, so you're with it. You're cool. I, you know? I, I tell you what, we've had the, the the fortune of you know connecting with uh, with so many people, whether it be in the sports world and music uh, and, and movies uh, that live in L.A. Of course, and y- y- I feel like Robert. Next time we're out there, we need to we need to get a hold of you and and g- meet up for a beer or something, man. You're just one of those guys. I would, you, you, I would love it. Hey, I would love it if you would do good. I'm I'm, I'm open to it, and uh, I can't thank you guys enough for including me in what you're doing. I appreciate it. Well, we we appreciate it uh, more than you'll ever know, and so is you know, and like I told Noah, you know. We, we kind of joked about 20 years ago him saying I know two Robert Tepper songs but you know at one point in my life I mean No Easy Way Out was my favorite song and it, oh, no joke you were too kind man that is that, you know thank you that's all I could say is thank you thank you thank you it's well, great hey well let's we'll look you up next time we're out that way I usually get out there about once a year for different uh, different things there's a lot to do there I hear so oh, yeah my there's... Gosh. oh my gosh <laughs> There's uh, there's a lot of reasons well, we to come. Meet in my other hometown, the New York City, which which is so fun, man. That is just great. But you know, if you come out here, you know, um, there's so much to do, so much to do. I can, I can at least squeeze you in a good dinner. That's for sure. No doubt. <laughs> I I also have to thank you, Robert. Uh, I've done a few Snapchat lip sync battles, and whenever I pull out Angel of the City or No Easy Way Out, it's hands down I win it. So I have to thank you for that. Oh, hey, <laughs> Ro- Ro- I don't think Robert has the Snapchat going yet. That's the next social media you got to get. You got to get on the website. You got to get Snapchat going. And Snapchat. I don't know if I have that one. I got my kids. I'm going. <laughs> I have to be contemporary. What's wrong with you children? They go, Dad, your thumbs. Even your thumbs are so fucked up. Every time you, you hit the buttons, they don't work. That's how old you are. They yeah. refuse to work. For That's you. right. You got kids, and you got young. You got kids in high school. You, they're gonna. They got to get you going on Snapchat. I mean, if if anyone yeah, can, they can. You know, Oh. I, think, I might be. I think I might have finally did it, but maybe not. I that is great. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks so much for All the right, time, guys. Robert. Let's thank catch you, up thank soon. You, thank you. And call me when you get here. I you betcha. We will do it. Thanks, Robert. It's been an honor. Thank right. you. Take care now. Big thanks to Robert. Really enjoyed the conversation. You know, it's funny. You look at uh, you look at the list. You look at the list of people that have been on the show here on the Music Mania podcast, from J.J. French to Twisted Sister, from Phil Collins to Def Leppard, bands from you know from iconic bands uh, from from the '80s. Robert Tepper comes on here with these two massive hits from movies, from movie soundtracks, and I loved that interview as much as I have any of them, just because he's so personable, so so many great stories. You know, Stallone it sort of crosses a lot of boundaries. Yeah, and I'm looking and forward to his uh, new album, Staggered, and yes. uh, the ADT's song that he's going to have in there. Yeah. Kind of kick it back. He's going acoustic nowadays with the uh, last couple albums, but he's going to have a song, kind of 80s tease. It kind of teases with I the think old he's style. saying, not 80s tease, a period, 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 tease. Like A-T's. A- A-T's. Got it, got it, got it. I think I have it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Guys, um, well, we thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast, as always. Um, you can send us a tweet. 
at MusicMania underscore show um, on iTunes or YouTube. We appreciate the subscriptions on both. Either way, you want to listen. And we love bringing shows just like this because getting these guys' stories and just really delving into the world that is um, different types of music. In fact, coming up, we have... Um, t- artists from as varying backgrounds as you could have because coming up here in the next couple weeks we have both Matthias Jabs from the Scorpions who are going to be in Chicago coming up we're talking about Rock You Like a Hurricane one of the biggest rock bands of all time Matthias Jabs guitarist from the Scorpions and Tommy James yes Mr. Tommy James uh, from Tommy James and the Shondells one of the living legends of rock going to be joining us soon Noah you'll definitely be in studio doing that one with me I know he's a big part of our lives and absolutely our, our, and you know if you see Noah Groniger here you know if you see the name that I'm part of the interview you're going to get your money's worth just like you will if you go see Robert Tepper no doubt about that thanks so much for joining us here Noah thank you for being in studio with as me as always tackling this with me because uh, I, I know I knew whenever I contacted Robert he was a guy that both you and I you know had a high praise for and that we knew from way back and that means a lot because for me my you know introduction to rock and roll was was movies i remember seeing an alice cooper song in in, in a friday the 13th film i remember seeing robert tepper in in uh, rocky four and so many other songs like that and i sort of that's how it start, start, started for me like i started fitting the pieces of the puzzle together and figuring out what i liked in rock and roll and going back and now well you know the story since then I'm yeah pretty hopeless done hundreds of interviews yes. and you never know what you're going to get how personable the person's going to be but robert tepper just a great guy so personable just an easy going just the conversation flowed it was beautiful can't thank him enough for coming on guys musicmaniapodcast.com that's where it's all archived thanks so much for joining us we'll catch you next time here on the music mania podcast